MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covering every angle of Sunday's slate of football, this is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz, hour number two. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you live from the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa at the tip of the strip in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, making our way through the Week 6 card. And we have come to the Atlanta Falcons hosting the San Francisco 49ers, a former team of yours, the Mm -hmm. Falcons, Mike. Well, San Francisco, they moved into first place in the NFC West last week with a very convincing victory over the Carolina Panthers. But it was costly as they suffered some key injuries in the process. Cornerback Emmanuel Mosley out for the season with a torn ACL. Defensive back Jimmy Ward broke his hand. He's out. Nick Bosa listed as questionable with a join, uh, groin injury. Defensive lineman Javon Kinlaw and Eric Armstead are also still out for this game in Atlanta. The 49ers are number one in the NFL in sacks per game and yards per play allowed on defense, but that unit will certainly miss Mosley, Armstead, Kinlaw, and possibly Bosa in this game. On the other side, you've got the Falcons, the all-everything weapon, Cordero Patterson. He was put on IR last week. Standout tight end Kyle Pitts. They expect Expected him to miss extended time with a hamstring injury. He is currently listed as questionable. Mike San Francisco for the second week in a row is a favorite on the road in the NFC South. And the Falcons have been getting some money here. The line now down to four and a half yeah. in favor of San Francisco. 44 and a half is your total. They're undefeated against the spread, right? The Falcons. Yes, they so, are. I Five mean, and oh. Right. So you're seeing that money probably have an impact that way. Um the San Francisco 49ers stayed on the East Coast. Everybody knows the story there. Uh, one of the things. They kind of started that, didn't they? Uh, 
maybe, maybe. I remember, I think it started with Eddie DeBartolo or something. They started okay. doing that a while back. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, when you have a schedule like this in the 49ers, so to your point, they used to be in my division when I was in the, with the Falcons. Right. So, so this is an old game for me. Uh, where we played them twice a year in the old NFC West. The Falcons mm -hmm. were in that division. Yeah, I remember So that well. was a lot of travel. Um, but one of the things you get concerned about is how you're going to have treatment on these players. Like if you have a, a makeshift kind of situation on the road, but yet the 49ers are going to a facility in which they're highly familiar with up mm -hmm. in Virginia, West Virginia, I yep, believe, right? West Virginia. So they have, they probably, it's probably 49ers East in terms of equipment. Uh, so I, I, that concern went out the window for me. Now you're looking at this number at five, which is interesting. Uh, and it gets into the realm where, okay, maybe you want to lay it with the 49ers. I, I think the Falcons are superb in what they're doing. Very physical. Uh, even without Cordero Patterson, they're averaging 164 yards per rush. That speaks to the offensive line. And uh, if Bosa is, uh, is, is hindered in any way, uh, along with other players, key players up there, Maybe you look at the Falcons and the fact that they're highly creative with that rushing attack. They have six eligibles. Marcus Mariota is a threat to run with the football at, at any moment right there, too. So you look to back that. I have the Falcons uh, and part of my former team teaser situation. Yeah, you did another <laughs> yeah, one of those? I did. The thing won last time. So, All right. Um, but I can see people laying it with, with the uh, 49ers. I was just looking at percentage of bets, though. Because I think, uh, yeah, it's 73% here uh, on the 49ers right now. And the line is moving the other way, mm -hmm. a little reverse line movement yeah. there for you. Um, some competing stats that I think are very interesting. 32.5% of the rushing attempts against Atlanta have resulted in a first down or a touchdown. That is the third highest rate in the NFL. Just over 20% of the rushing attempts against San Francisco have resulted in a first down or a touchdown. That is the second lowest rate in the NFL. But you mentioned that good run defense certainly mm -hmm. going to be affected without Kinlaw, Armstead, possibly Bosa across that defensive front. The Falcons lead the league in first down rushing rate and average six yards per first down run. That is second in the NFL. The Niners allow just 3.4 yards per first down run. That is third fewest in the league. Both teams can run the football. Atlanta is fourth in the league in rushing offense. The 49ers are eighth, but in defending the run, San Francisco number one. The Falcons are 16th. Uh, the Falcons 0-9-1 against the spread as a non-division home underdog of three or more points. Um, I think this number's pretty spot on here. Mm -hmm. My numbers, Mike, I, I had one outlier with 49ers minus 11, and then I had 49ers minus 8 and 49, uh, 49ers minus 6. And, okay. and you mentioned it earlier, Atlanta is 5-0 and against the spread. So I think it's possible that we're still undervaluing them a little bit, and, and I think somewhere in the neighborhood of 4.5 to 5.5 is probably a pretty darn good number for this game. Absolutely, and then looking at the total too, Brady, 44.5 minus 110 either way. I got a number for you. I didn't believe it. I had to look it up again and confirm it today. Uh, but the Falcons have 48 total fourth quarter points in five games. Wow. Think about that for That's a minute. That's all they do is come back <laughs> and get through the back door, right? Right. They don't wear – they wear down your opponent. I mean, you think about some of the teams that they played and uh, some of the matchups, the Saints. And obviously, you got the Rams, the Seattle Seahawks, Cleveland, uh, and then Tampa uh, right there on the road. So – uh, they never quit. You know, Arthur Smith has certainly 
a creative offense and situation where defensively maybe they're challenged a little bit. They, they yield a lot of yards. Uh, the passing defense is not very good. So Garoppolo's got it revved up now with this team and more reps with that offense and a, a full contingent of players around him from a skill position standpoint. But yeah, the fight and the moxie with the Falcons, I, I had them on a teaser situation, but uh, minus five is the number right now. It was higher earlier. Uh, four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half. Down, wow. down to four and a half. Wow, okay. I mean, I know the wise guys hit this thing hard mm -hmm. when it was at six or yep. even six and a half, and they continued to hit it at five and a half, and it looks like uh, somebody's uh, following that run of mm -hmm. money there, and it's all the way down to four and a half now. At this point, I probably lean a little bit San Francisco. Mm -hmm. I, I did not play this game because of all the injuries we talked about to that defensive front on the San Francisco side. I'm yeah. going to sit back and, and watch what ought to be a pretty darn good ball game. Mm -hmm. uh, let's look at the Panthers and the Rams. Both teams limp into this contest with a lot of issues. The Rams have lost two straight. The Panthers just one and four. They just fired their head coach and their defensive coordinator, which is odd because that was the one probably bright spot for this team was the defense. Cam A. Akers, uh, he's out of this game for personal reasons. I'm really not sure what's going on there. Oh. Rumors that he's on the trade block. Uh, center Brian Allen, he's still out. Cooper Cup, Tyler Higbee, Aaron Donald, they are all listed as questionable. P.J. Walker will get the start at quarterback for Carolina in for the injured Baker Mayfield. Panthers, they're banged up too. J.C. Horn is out. Robbie Anderson is questionable. LaVisca Chenault is out. And after all that, Los Angeles is laying double digits, 10 points with a total of 41. Where are you going here? Oh, man, no leader on this team for Carolina, really. Uh, quarterback situation, no. Um, head coach situation, no. Uh, the combination head coach and defense coordinator, obviously there was a lot going on between Matt Rule and his guy. Uh, they no longer want his fingerprints or footprints around this team. Uh, so get rid of everybody associated with Matt Rule. And, Okay, what are you going to do? Go to the foundation right now of, of the Panthers, and it's really Scott Federer, the GM. He's a scout, longtime scout. He's now a GM. Uh, and what he wants to do, what's his plans? I mean, obviously, you need a quarterback. Yeah, um, and, that helps. Right, and, and so <laughs> you're stripping this thing down. I, I don't even know if the Carolina Panthers have drafted that well. Now, people will focus on the D-line and, okay, yes, they can make plays and – uh, maybe so, but then you got the Rams on the other side that is they're just not the same team no. uh, that we saw last year, and I don't know when they're going to evolve into being a better team. They have no, zero business, in my opinion, laying 10 points against anybody. Yeah, you know, it, right? it, it's really odd to me. You have these two teams that are really in disarray, mm -hmm. and it's a 10-point spread. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy to me. I mean, these are these are professional athletes on, on the side, and for the Panthers, if you, if you are anybody on, on that team right now, you're playing for your future. Uh, you can't put out bad tape because somebody else might be interested in you, depending on what happens uh, there with that franchise. But uh, the offensive line is just – in such bad shape for the Rams. I, I can't trust it laying 10 points. And then the Akers thing, I mean, obviously he's frustrated with his role and he wants to get out of there. Deshaun Jackson was that way. Mm -hmm. uh, and, but he wanted to get off a Super Bowl team, which was fascinating to me. Uh, but, but this is not a Super Bowl team right now uh, with the Rams, and, and I can't lay 10 points here in this game. The Panthers have converted just over 24% of their third downs. That is the lowest rate in the league. The Rams are averaging 4.6 yards per play on first and second down. That is second worst in the league. L.A. is allowing over six and a half sacks plus turnovers per game. That is the most in the NFL. 
My numbers, th- this will shock you a little mm-hmm. bit here. My numbers came to Rams minus two and a half, Rams minus two, and then one other one, Rams minus ten and a half. Okay. Um, I could only take the underdog here. It- it's kind of crazy. Like I said, you have two teams that are just reeling, and one is favored by ten. And, and I-, I would say the Panthers are probably – at the bottom of my list, is if I was going to rate every team in the NFL, I'd probably put the Panthers at the bottom of that yeah. list. I think the Texans play with more fight. I think the Bears are, play with more fight. The Commanders, I don't know, they're 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 down there pretty low as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I still would have to take the ten points because this Rams team, I, I mean, they've scored nine points and ten points in their last two games. Well, and then you know you look at the injury situation. Cooper Cup with a foot. I, I don't know if you're going to. Do a Toradol with a foot mm-hmm. because the foot can be so many other different things, right? right? Uh, ankles and all that stuff. You're probably not going to do a Toradol there um, depending on what the injury is. And same thing with Aaron Donald. He's got a foot situation. And are these guys going to be able to finish the game too? I mean, they might start the game, but are they going to be able to finish the game? I, I think that's significant when Cooper Cup uh, accounts for so much uh, on that offense right now. And then we all know what Aaron Donald can do defensively. Uh, so from – a standpoint of a former player on the other side with Carolina, you want to put your best foot forward. Sorry about the Reggie Miller pun there. But, um, <laughs> no, it's crazy to me to think that, yeah, catching the points with Carolina might be the smart play here. I was just going to look up. I know you've referenced the uh, betting splits mm-hmm. a couple times. It's like, how could anybody lay the points with the Rams? Uh, I'm showing, let's see here, I'm showing 62% of mm. the handle is on the Panthers, and this is at DraftKings, 54% of the bets are on the Rams. So the Rams uh, leading in the ticket count, but the Panthers leading in the money department. Mm, How about that? And typically, sharps are the money department, right? Correct. Or, okay. Correct. Yeah. And, and you know, sharp or not sharp yeah. or whatever. Like my point was, I just don't know how you can lay ten right. with this Rams yeah. team against anybody. We will see. When we come back, we're going to go to the Pacific Northwest and take a look at the Seahawks and the Cardinals. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. 
like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life— We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. 
like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSA, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of the Pro Football Blitz is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands that there isn't one right time to make a change. Everybody's timeline's a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N. Dot com. The Cardinals make their way to the Pacific Northwest for a NFC West divisional battle with the Seattle Seahawks. The Saints uh, coming, excuse me, the Seattle Seahawks coming off of a loss to the Saints. The Cardinals coming off of a loss and a cover to the Philadelphia Eagles. Cardinals a little banged up in this game, Mike. Uh, running backs James Conner and Daryl Williams are out. Kicker Matt Prater and cornerback Trayvon Mullen are out. Uh, Byron Murphy Jr. and center Rodney Hudson are questionable. Tyler Tyler Lockett was uncertain for Seattle earlier in the week, but it looks like he is good to go. 
Cardinals on the road in the role of the favorite. Redbirds lay in two and a half with a total of 50 and a half. Anything, anything you like here? I know you've got a, a former team teaser. I do. Play. I do. And that, the Seahawks are a part of that uh, teaser situation, too. So I got them teased up, obviously. The 50 and a half is a total. How about that total right there? Very high. Um, very high. You know, the thing about the Cardinals, they get off to such a slow start. Mm-hmm. And they're always playing from behind. Uh, Kyler Murray has the most passing attempts of any other quarterback prior to the Thursday night game. Uh, obviously, I think Carson Wentz now has more attempts, but Car- Kyler Murray will have more attempts into this game after right. this game. So when you're throwing it that much and now your running backs are hurt, uh, you can't run it. They cannot uh, play in front. They have not been able to do that yet in terms of fast starts. Uh, I-, I like the energy and-, and the situation at home with the Seahawks, too. Uh, you know, the- I- Cardinals on the road has been fantastic. They really have been. But I, I wonder if this team is still the same, though. Uh, now we're getting deeper into the season injuries, the age nature of this roster, too. You mentioned the O-line. Even the guys that are questionable, those are some questionable injuries, right? Those are, those are some situations in which those p- players, those pros, are going to have to do what it takes to play in this game. Uh, so I, I don't know if they last. Uh, hopefully they can. Uh, but I, I just don't think that bulbs well. So I, I like the Seahawks at home in this game. Yeah, I like the Seahawks as well. Uh, let's take a look at uh, kind of the yin and the yang here in this game. You mentioned Arizona's inability to score early in the ball game. They've been outscored 38 to nothing in the first quarter of this season. Seattle, conversely, has scored on 62.5% of their first half possessions. That is number one in the league. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals have scored just over 21% of their first half possessions. That's 29th in the league. But they've scored on 57% of their second half possessions. That's tops in the league. <laughs> Seattle has scored over 26% of their second half possessions. That is 26th in the league. So Seattle really good in the first half. Arizona lousy in the first half. They score all in the second half. Seattle can't score in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. The Cardinal or Seattle rather has scored a league high eight touchdowns from outside the red zone. But on defense, they've allowed six touchdowns from outside the red zone. That is tied for the most in the league. Cardinals 13-4-1 against the spread in their last 18 division road games. I'm with you, Mike. I like the Seahawks. I played them plus three. Uh, It's very difficult to stomach this defense, but I I don't think Arizona's defense is very good either, and their offense continues to look like, you know, disorganized and a disinterested mess. Um, I'll take the Seabirds, and I think there's a good chance that they could win outright. Yeah, I mean, if the Cardinals could run the ball, uh, maybe that's the play. But, you know, the Cardinals, from a running game standpoint now, with both their running backs, uh, the front two guys, uh, not available in this game. The offensive line, again, banged up. I love the Seahawks and the fact that they will compete uh, and they will be physical. Uh, and sometimes, again, the willingness or, or lack thereof, uh, you can recognize that. And I don't think the Carolina, uh, excuse me, the Cardinals here uh, have the willingness uh, to mix it up uh, in a game like this. All right, let's move on to the Bills at the Chiefs. Yes, this is a big one. It could possibly determine home field advantage in the AFC playoffs. Uh, it could possibly be a preview of the AFC championship pairing. One thing's for sure, it is a rematch from last year's incredible playoff game that Kansas City eventually won in overtime, 42-36. to Both teams appear to be very healthy, Mike, and very important for Kansas City. Their kicker, Harrison Butker, was a full participant in practice this week for the Chiefs. If you like the Chiefs, you're taking the plus three. If you like the Bills, you're laying two and a half. How about you? The the big, bad, bully Buffalo Bills coming into Arrowhead Stadium as a road favorite laying two and a half points with a total of 54. Yeah, you remember at the beginning of the year when everybody talked about how difficult the Bills' schedule was? 
at the beginning of the year. Yeah. The of the year. Well, yeah. they're four and one. <laughs> You're right. Right. And they're Kansas City too. Exactly. Exactly. Both of these teams. I mean, look right? at their schedule. I know. As and, of late, Tampa Bay, sure. the Raiders, now the Bills. But the the Bills, they're just not full strength, and but yet they're better than they were last year. Yeah. I mean, defensively, Von Miller has been that free agent signing that has made a big difference, not only on the field but off the field in that locker room too. Buffalo hasn't won a Super Bowl. Those guys don't know what it is. But here you got Von Miller, Hall of Famer, uh, giving you all that information. Uh, he has the Von Miller camp that pretty much every edge rusher goes to. Uh, so it really is extraordinary. And then you factor in Chandler Jones and what he was able to do last week for the Raiders and, and penetrate that offensive line uh, and get to Patrick Mahomes, him, and Crosby. Now you have Von Miller and company uh, perhaps going to be able to do the same thing. So I, I, Buffalo feels very confident. Uh, they're on the road in, in Arrowhead. That's not going to affect them at all. Uh, they have enough players, too, other than one premium playmaker on offense. They have m- multiple, uh, including that quarterback right there, uh, to have enough fire, firepower in this game. I mean, at this number, minus two and a half, I know it's Patrick Mahomes in an underdog situation, uh, but the way that the Buffalo Bills play for four quarters, you know, if they don't make mistakes, if they can execute, which – Nothing out there is suggesting that they can't. I saw them stumble, stabbed their toe, stubbed their toe a little bit against Miami. But other than that, I mean, this game, this team has been on point with what they want to do and how they dictate. So uh, I, I like Buffalo in this matchup. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, you mentioned uh, he in a underdog role here. He has been favored in 41 straight starts at home mm-hmm. until this week. They closed as two-point favorites in that game, in that playoff game last season. Uh, the Bills have reached the red zone or scored prior to doing so on over 47% of their drives. That is the highest rate in the league. The Chiefs rank second mm-hmm. in that department at over 46%. Buffalo leads the league in third down conversion percentage at nearly 56%. The Chiefs are second mm-hmm. at 52.5%. Andy Reid, 28-9-1 and against the spread as an underdog coming off of consecutive wins. Patrick Mahomes is a perfect 9-0 and against the spread as an underdog in his career. Interesting note here, Mike. Kansas City defensive line coach Joe Cullen was Jacksonville's defensive coordinator last season. His defense held Buffalo to six points in that upset win that you recall. Before that, Cullen was the defensive line coach for the Baltimore Ravens. His Ravens faced McDermott's Buffalo Bills three times, and they went 2-1 and one straight up and against the spread with scores of 47-3, 24-17, and 3-17. So Cullen's defenses have held McDermott's Bills to 17 points or less four times over the last four seasons. Yeah, I, and Chris Jones has talked about Cullen's as a D-line coach and how much of a difference uh, he has made the, the rookie up front, too, uh, in terms of what's going on. Buffalo, their offensive line has improved, though, from last year. One of the things that was missing from Buffalo was a, was a physical nature of, of that offense. And, and I think they want to still get better that way because of the rumors about Christian McCaffrey and, and, and try to trade for him, too. They, they know that they've got to run the football. Ironically, in this game, though, because uh, what, what is Spags going to do? Are, are they going to go after Josh Allen with those corners? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if you do that uh, against this offense, but do they come back and, and do they just play soft zone uh, and then make Josh matriculate the ball, right? 
Because ironically, that's what Kansas City is going to have to do to keep Josh on the sideline. Well, you talk about that soft zone. I mean, we, we read the stat, you know, 47% of the time they are scoring, you know, either or they're in the red zone or scoring prior to the red zone on their drive. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it just seems like matter no matter what you dial up, they can move the football. They can move the football. They dictate uh, Kansas City – uh, eventually can can get to adjustments, and we just saw that recently. There's so much evidence about Kansas City being able to evolve their game plan and get to adjustments. Any play in the playbook uh, is ready to go uh, all the time there. So uh, that's a lot to prepare for. It, it's going to be a great game. Uh, you can take the points or teaser situation. I know some people that have teased up Kansas uh, Kansas City at sure, home. That's a good play. Uh, that's a good play. Uh, to me, you know, laying at two and a half, it, it was at three earlier, but two and a half, uh, I, I like that situation with Buffalo. I was able to get a three on Kansas City, mm-hmm. and, and I went ahead and played that, just kind of almost out of principle. Right. I, I think these two teams are, are very, very good, and so you're going to give me three points at home. I'll take it. Now, I know you're on the other side, but if this situation was flipped and Buffalo was getting three points at home, I'd be on that too. Right. I, right. I just think it's very difficult to make either one of these teams a road favorite on the other team's field. Yeah, it really is. And Arrowhead is a home field advantage for Kansas City. Hands down, home field advantage, but uh, not to this team. I mean, maybe to 30 other teams, but not to this team in particular. I think Buffalo uh, mentally will be ready to go in this one. All right, next up, we've got another barn burner in the Eagles and the Cowboys. That is your Sunday night football matchup, and we will get to that one when we come back on the other side. Just a little more left here, a couple more games to go, and then next up, it is the football contest show. We reveal all the contest selections for Circa Survivor and Circa Millions. We'll be right back with more of the Pro Football Blitz in just a minute. Stick around. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The temperature might be cooling off, but fall sports are heating up on the Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts for pro football, college football, basketball, and hockey. Now's the perfect time to join Bet Rivers. New bettors will receive up to $500 in free bets when you make a first time deposit using the code SPORTS. Go to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. It's a whole new game. Mike Pritchard and Brady Cannon back with you inside the Pro Football Blitz. A couple more games to get to. And if the Bills and the Chiefs weren't enough for you, how about the 4-1 and Cowboys visiting the undefeated 5-0 and Philadelphia Eagles? And this could go a long way. We talked about Buffalo and Kansas City going a long way to determine home field advantage and what have you in the AFC. This one could go a long way in determining who wins the NFC East division. Don't say anything to the New York Giants just yet. Uh, Cooper Rush is expected to start for Dallas at quarterback. Even though Dak Prescott was listed as questionable on the injury report, uh, offensive tackle Jason Peters and wide receiver C.D. Lamb also listed as questionable for Dallas. Mike, what do you think here? Sunday night football in Philadelphia. This line has creeped up in favor of the Eagles. Now Philadelphia laying six and a half with a total of 42. Yeah, how about that? I mean, again, a divisional game, and you got two teams that have been playing decent football. I mean, I think the Eagles are for real. I don't know about being the best team uh, in the National Football League, though. And I've heard that. Now, no, I agree with you. I yeah. don't think they're yeah. – Yeah, I they're, mean – They're awful good. They're but. awfully good, though. I mean, Detroit, Minnesota, uh, Washington, Jacksonville, Arizona. So, 
what the Eagles do very well is they run the football, and what those teams that they face so far don't do very well is stop the run. Mm -hmm. You know, and you think about that a little bit. And uh, a lot of credit to the Eagles and a lot of credit to that coaching staff, highly creative. And then it's a good mix, good mesh, if you will, between the creativity of those coaches uh, and the players that they have on that roster. Now, this is a playoff game, though. This is a divisional game. There's a lot of familiarity. You're not going to fool anybody like you typically would early on in the year with your scheme. You know, a lot of times teams aren't prepared for you until they see enough tape on you. Now they can condense the game uh, with your tendencies and what you like to do, certainly. But now the tendencies are there and in place uh, for both teams. Cooper Rush has not turned the ball over. I, I think he's been efficient. He hasn't blown you away with stats and uh, nor has he needed to. I mean, the, the running game has aided him, but more importantly, the, the defense for the Cowboys ha have, has really aided him. And uh, I think there's a key injury that you have to keep an eye on. It's Micah Parsons, obviously, with the growing situation. But I love what the Dallas Cowboys' Dan Quinn does with singling up the offensive line situations and making it more advantageous for his defense to get there to the quarterback. Like, we look at offensive lines and their performances. You can watch PFF or re-PFF and, okay, they'll grade them. But when they work as a unit, which Philly has, it's pretty good. But now when you have to work individually uh, because of the scheme from Dallas, I wonder how they match up with that. So uh, I like the Cowboys uh, and the points. I think Cooper Rush has not turned the ball over. Why is he going to start doing that now? Uh, they run the football, and they know who they are. I'm talking about the Cowboys. They know who they are. They get after you with their defense and they do enough offensively. So, uh, you know, I think the Eagles feel like they need to score points, run the football, but if they can't run the football, I think Jalen Hurts, he has not shown me enough to suggest to me that he's going to elevate uh, that entire offense and win the game out there. Maybe he could. Maybe he does that against the Cowboys. That will speak volumes. Uh, but I think the Cowboys uh, overall as a team, uh, I like the points that they're catching here. The Cowboys have reached the red zone on just 13 of 57 drives. That is tied for 30th in the NFL. But you talk about that defense. Just 11 of 56 drives against the Dallas defense have reached the red zone. That is the lowest rate in the league. 24 of 54 of Philadelphia's possessions have reached the red zone. That ranks sixth in the league. The Eagles allow 4.6 yards per passing play, second in the league. Dallas allows 4.7 yards. That is third best in the league. Uh, my numbers in this game come to Eagles minus 3.5, Cowboys minus 1, and Eagles minus 7.5. So a little bit all over the map there, maybe a little bit of an edge to Dallas. And like you say, Mike, taking the points there. I played Philadelphia on a teaser. I mm -hmm. took it down to pick them. Uh, when the game was at 6, I took it down to a pick them with Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia will win this game. I'm just not by, uh, sure by how much. Um, and, and just some of those stats I spelled out there, Dallas, their strength, and you said they know what they are. Uh, they run the ball pretty well. Uh, they're, I don't think they're especially strong at quarterback. Cooper Rush mm -hmm. doing an efficient job, but their strength is their defense. Philadelphia, I believe, is strong on both sides of the ball. I just think they're a little bit more complete than the Cowboys are. I don't know if they can beat them by 7, 8, 10 points, um, but I basically played Philadelphia on the money line and teasing them down to a pick. Yeah, that's a smart way to look at it, too. I mean, I, I look at situations where, okay, if I'm looking for teasers, if I was looking for another leg or something like that, yeah, absolutely, the Eagles teasing them down, probably more attractive uh, than catching the points with, with the Cowboys. But just uh, a straight play uh, here with the spread – uh, six and a half now with the Cowboys. Uh, Cooper Rush, 
people think that he's been on cloud nine. He really hasn't. He hasn't played great football. He's just been efficient and hasn't turned the ball over. Uh, he's managed the game, I guess. That's the, that's the yeah, proper way sure. to say it. But the Cowboys, are, they are uh, suspect against the, the run um, and teams that have had some success. Uh, you think about the Cowboys in terms of what you want to do. They've allowed some yards, uh, but they still won those games, though. You know, outside of the Tampa game, obviously. Uh, but against Washington, they gave up a lot of yards. Against the Giants, gave up a lot of yards on the ground. Uh, so the Cowboys, you know, with Cooper Rush, if it comes to a possession game, the poise that he has, you know, you look at him being able to make a play or two there in that fourth quarter. I'm really looking forward to it. Me too. Uh, both, both the uh, Chiefs and the Bills and the Eagles and the Cowboys ought to be fantastic football games. I mm -hmm. hope they are. We opened yeah, the show talking right. about uh, the product being a little marred in some of the recent games. I hope these ones uh, live up to the billing, uh, certainly at Arrowhead and in Philadelphia. All right, on Monday night, we have made our way to the Monday nighter down in Los Angeles, the Broncos at the Chargers. And, and what would primetime NFL NFL football games be without the Denver Broncos, Mike. <laughs> they have played four primetime games in the first six weeks of the season. They're two and three on the season. They have dropped two in a row. The Chargers return home after a very successful two and oh road trip. They're three and two on the young season. Broncos do have extra rest here, Mike, having fallen to the Colts last Thursday. Chargers are favored by four and a half. Broncos have seen some money. This opened up in favor of the Chargers by six. Now down to four and a half, 45 and a half is your total. Yeah, so many injuries in this game, too, that could help you make a decision on it. I mean, the Chargers laying four and a half in a stadium in which that's not even their own. They're not going to have home field advantage. I think Broncos country will travel uh, despite what's going on with Russell. Russell has hit rock bottom. Yeah. And he's catching four and a half points here. I mean, is, is this really indicative of the real Russell Wilson, the way he's playing right now? No. The guy works way too hard. He sleeps four hours a day. He, 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 everything else about his day is football. So he will fix what's going on with him. And, and I think the Broncos, from a communication standpoint, uh, will fix what's going on with them too. Now, on the offensive line, they've had issues on the right side. Now they're going to have issues on the left side because Bowles is, is out. So they're, they're missing two uh, tackles. Now, Billy Turner uh, is a guy that Nathaniel Hackett is familiar with and the Broncos are familiar with too uh, when he was there uh, in Denver before, before going out uh, to Green Bay. But, you know, he hasn't been able to make an appearance right there. If Billy Turner uh, can play solid football, he's questionable. He had a scope. Uh, and people are calling him out right now, like, look, you had a scope. You can't play football. What's going on with you? So I think the Broncos can get it together. It's four and a half now. Um, I, I look at that, at that team where Russell Wilson has hit bottom. Uh, I, I give them a good chance of getting inside that number. Uh, if you might want to play under the total here, Broncos mm -hmm. games are averaging 31 <laughs> right. points. That is the fewest in the league. Uh, less than 27% of the Denver passing plays have resulted in a first down or a touchdown. That ranks above only the Texans, the Bears, and the Panthers. Ouch. Mm. Over 37% of the passing plays against the Chargers have resulted in a first down or a touchdown. That ranks ahead of only the Lions and the Seahawks. Ouch again. So, you know, conflicting trends there. The Chargers not getting it done on defense. The Broncos not getting it done on offense. Russell Wilson, you talk about, you know, this guy is, is better than what we've seen so far. 15-2-1 mm -hmm. against the spread in his career as an underdog when facing an opponent that is coming off of consecutive wins. So I think that speaks to the fact that he's 
he's able to rise to the occasion, especially when he's catching points. Also, that includes 8-0 against the spread in division. The Chargers 3-7 against the spread on Monday Night Football. Uh, I played the Broncos here plus the points, yeah. Mike. I yeah. was able to get the full six, and mm-hmm. uh, I thought that initial number was so high. My, my numbers in this one came to Broncos minus one, Chargers minus two and a half, and Broncos minus one and a half. So I think the numbers are pretty accurate in this case, and, and you said uh, as well, I believe. I, I think the Broncos could possibly win this game outright. Yeah, I do. I, they had a great matchup with Patrick Sertan on the outside against Mike Williams. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a matchup because he's the same size basically as Mike Williams. Uh, and so Keenan Allen, I, I don't think he's doubtful for this game. So he's got the hamstring. Uh, you know, they've been able to run the ball, talking about the Chargers, and they've thrown the ball a little bit against teams like – Cleveland, which we all know about Joe Woods and that passing defense out there in Cleveland. But uh, the passing defense for the Denver Broncos is solid. Familiar opponent, too. It's all about Russell and that offense from a skill position standpoint. He's got enough uh, from a matchup standpoint uh, to be able to – to carry him through. It's just, can he be consistent? Can he be better than he was in the past? All right, a few more thoughts on that game on the other side, and we'll wrap up the program going over all of the picks, the leans, what have you. For- From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife... It's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Week six in the NFL. We'll be right back. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Basketball season is ready to tip off, and now is the time to grab your VSIN Pro Basketball Betting Guide with season prep on all 30 teams. Our hoops experts, including Jonathan Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. We also have five betting tips for beginning NBA bettors. Give yourself an edge this NBA season and get the VSIN NBA Betting Guide by becoming a VSIN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $99 and get access to every Everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Sign up today at vcin.com slash subscribe. Final segment of the Pro Football Blitz. In the top of the hour, we will go to the football contest show. We'll be joined by the crew at Circus Sports, Mike Palm, Derek Stevens, and Jeffrey Benson, and we will reveal the most popular picks in Circus Survivor and also the top five consensus picks in the Circa Million. Uh, Mike, we were talking about the Broncos and the Chargers in the last segment, and just one more final thought here. Uh, we, You and I both like the Broncos in this game. Um, for me, it's the defense of the Denver Broncos. They, they don't have problems on defense really at all. Uh, they're one of the best teams in red zone defense. I mean, it's almost a polar opposite of how anemic their offense is. Their defense is doing that to other teams. And, uh, and like you mentioned, you know, the, they're able to nullify the passing game of the Chargers. So that's certainly what they're going to try to do, and that's what their defense has been able to do so far this season. And then conversely, the Chargers, I don't think they're going to have nearly as much success running the ball against the Denver Broncos as they did against Cleveland. We know Cleveland's defense is lousy as well. And the Chargers uh, giving up a lot through the air, uh, their pass defense. And so I think it's, you know, a combination of the really good Denver defense uh, against a weaker Charger defense and a lack of a running game for for, uh, Los Angeles. Right. And you should be able to nullify a passing game. I mean, I just think there's a lot of things you can cancel out on the on the Chargers' side. Well, absolutely. I mean, even so far through the year, Brady, I mean, you think about the Broncos and their offense and their inability to run the ball. Well, you know, 
know, they've gone over 100 yards four times out of the first five games. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's without Javante Williams, the injury right there. I mean, against uh, uh, the Colts, they had 125 yards rushing. Uh, Russell Wilson can be a runner, too, and, and I think he's going to have to revert back to that. But he's just not seeing the field like he should. I mean, in real time, against the Colts, I'm like, okay, he's going to look up top. He's got the rub. Okay, there's a touchdown, but yet he was looking to his left. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no excuse for that. And uh, the only person who can fix that is Russell Wilson. And the type of things that he's doing right now, he can fix. He can control it. It's not like teams are shutting him down. He's just making a lot of mistakes. He's just not playing very well. So if he's hit rock bottom and he starts to play better, then I think the Broncos will score more points because that's really has been the reason why they have the record that they have. They just can't score. They can't match on the road against um, the Raiders uh, and then the situation against the Colts at home uh, right there. They were able to pull it out against San Francisco on one drive. That's all they needed. But in a game like this, you're going to need multiple drives perhaps. But then, like you mentioned, I think they can rely on that defense. The defense for the Broncos is one of the better defenses that you'll see. I know there's a couple injuries, but you got Bradley Chubb on a contract situation. He's coming off the edge against a rookie tackle uh, with the Chargers. Individual matchups in a game like this that should go to the familiarity, to the division, to the playoff type of uh, situation because of the familiarity. Uh, the Broncos, I think, have the all, all the edges there. All right. Well, I am uh, glad we concur on that one, both on the Broncos there uh, in the Monday Nighter. We'll go over all of our picks here or all of our leans uh, through the entire Week 6 schedule here. And, of course, we start at the top of the card, Tampa Bay at Pittsburgh. Uh, You and I really didn't have much of an opinion on this game. I I I think you were saying maybe, you know, you'd play uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay on a teaser. Mm -hmm. Now, you're not getting through all the key numbers there where it is currently at 9. If you're you're able to tease it at eight that's certainly advantageous the nine's not going to take you through the three mm-hmm. um but uh i i could probably only play the dog in this game but i'm not going to i, I think pittsburgh's just too banged up and um I, I that's just a game i i think the situation heavily favors the steelers they should bounce back right. after what happened last week but not going to do anything there uh cincinnati and new orleans i can't remember if you had a, an opinion on this one i lean a little bit towards new orleans and the under yeah i like the saints uh, in this game uh, i mean you think about it's not a revenge game for Andy Dalton against the Bengals. I'm not going to go there. I just looking at what Cincinnati is able to do and what teams are doing against them. And, and think about Dennis Allen as the D coordinator, head coach, uh, recognizing on tape, okay, Bengals have a problem against two high safety. They're not going to solve their issues uh, in one week. T. Higgins, game time decision. If he was ready to go, uh, I, I might have played Cincinnati. But as a game time decision, uh, I like the points, catching the points with the Saints at home. The Jacksonville Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home with a total of 41. You and I both like Jacksonville mm-hmm. with the points here. And I shouldn't say we both like Jacksonville. I, I lean that way, but I, I'm not going to play this game because I, I just don't have a lot of confidence in either one of these teams right now. Uh, New England and Cleveland, both of us do like the Patriots. I do have a play on the Patriots plus three. I wouldn't mind it at two-and-a-half either. Uh, Cleveland is a funny team. They, they could be 5-0, and but I don't know if they're really that good either. I, I don't know if they're good enough for 5-0. and I mean, they run the ball very, very well, but so do the Patriots now, and the Patriots are doing exactly what the Cleveland Browns are doing uh, in terms of scheme. Uh, now, the Browns, they have better runners. Uh, Ramondi Stevenson, I think, is phenomenal, but you know he's a bigger-body guy, and you wonder— Las Vegas kid, right? Las Vegas yeah. kid, yep. Uh, but you wonder about the wear and tear and who's the backup now because I do think they have an injury. 
uh, to the other running back uh, out there. So uh, Zappy, look, he is he better than Brissett? I mean, I think the tendencies of Brissett uh, are going to be known by Bill Belichick uh, because he once was a Patriot there. So uh, I, I think uh, some advantages are there with New England on the road catching two and a half. You and I are opposite on this one. You like uh, the Jets catching seven and a half. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't love to lay seven and a half, and uh, that was a pro tip, I believe, uh, we mentioned in a prior show. Uh, you know, you, you don't necessarily want to go to the other side of a touchdown there, and who knows, by the time this kicks off, they might get to eight. Mm. Um, but uh, I like the Packers laying a touchdown. I actually tease them down to minus one. You kind of like the Jets getting the uh, seven and a hook there. Uh, Baltimore and the New York Giants, we concur on on this one, the Giants catching six or five and a half at home. You can certainly find six from what I can tell right now. And uh, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens win this game. I just don't think they're going to win it by a touchdown. Yeah, they struggle in the fourth quarter. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson wears down as a bigger body guy now in the pocket. He's been hit, too. Uh, he got hit against Cincinnati, and so that he's, he's going to continue to wear down, and he counts for so much of that offense right now. Uh, and then I, I think the Giants just have so much fight in them. We saw Saquon Barkley split out as a receiver now, too. Uh, they play with six eligibles at times with, with Daniel Jones, too. So uh, I, I think I like the buy-in. I like the buy-in with the Giants and the fact that they'll fight for four quarters. Uh, you and I both like the Miami Dolphins uh, in the local contest here. You can catch them with three and a hook. It is currently three. Uh, certainly, if you could get three and a half, that would be ideal. Uh, Atlanta and San Francisco, I think you and I are both kind of torn on this one. You were kind of leaning. Well, I got Atlanta on a teaser. Oh, you got yeah. Atlanta on a teaser. Yeah. Okay. My former team teaser. There you go. <laughs> and uh, in case you're not aware, the former teams for Mike are the Broncos, the Seahawks, and the Falcons. Mm -hmm. Um you know, if this number continues to crash, uh, I would have to take a look at San Francisco. Yeah. But I certainly understand people taking the points with the Falcons at five and a half or six. Uh, Carolina and the Rams, I, I can only take the dog here, Mike. Mm -hmm. um, the Rams, and I think you and I both agreed on this one, we certainly don't want to lay 10 points with uh, a pretty bad Los Angeles Rams team. You and I are in agreement on your former team, the Seattle Seahawks. They're getting two and a half at home. I was able actually to get the three, but I don't mind two and a half either, and mm -hmm. I'd probably sprinkle a little on the money line here. Um, Buffalo and KC were oppo. I, I like the, but that's understandable. I think there's betters all over the country. Right. The some people are laying the two and a half with Buffalo, and they're taking the three with Cincinnati. Could or, you, excuse me, uh, Kansas City. Could you tease up Kansas City uh, and then still lay it with Buffalo? I mean, you, you're probably not going to entertain something like that, but try for a middle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I I don't. I wouldn't do that. Right. Because I mean, it's like why mess with a good hand? Mm -hmm. You know, get, if you're going to deal me a bet, I like. Do I want to press my luck? Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, yeah, interesting. And, and I think a lot of people are probably split that way, just depending on what the number is right. in that game. Uh, and then Dallas and Philadelphia, I teased Philadelphia down to a pick em. You like the Cowboys with the points, and, and I don't necessarily disagree with you. Yeah, yeah, and I like your teaser, to be honest right. with you, too. I mean, I mean, it, it looks like a three- or four-point game, right? Right, right. And today's game, too, and, and like the divisions, I, I think the divisions have all presented – to the ability to be competitive. Like uh, Kansas City's kind of running away with uh, the AFC West, but yet they could have lost at home against the Chargers. And probably should have lost to the Raiders. Sure, sure. And then look at already the AFC East. I mean, that's why he's six and a half points inside a division uh, when there's a, a high degree of familiarity 
uh, here in this game. I, I, I like the points in the Cowboys, especially with that defense. And, of course, you and I are both on the Denver Broncos on Monday night. That is going to do it for the Pro Football Blitz. Next up, it is the Football Contest Show. We will reveal the top five consensus picks in Circa Million and also go over Circa Survivor, the most popular picks in that contest. We'll also have a heck of a contest player. Had a great year last year over at Circa. Hannibal Barca will join us on the program. want to say thank you to Brian Ortega, Sean McCollum, also Dr. Bob Sports, Mark Lawrence at Playbook Sports, and Sharp Football Analysis. They provide great content that we reference on the show. We'll be right back. Mike, I'll see you in a few minutes. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.